Yo, what's going on, sports addicts? Welcome back to the Confessions of a Sports Addict podcast. I'm Cody. Today, again with me is Dylan. What's going on? And today, what we're doing is our AFC West divisional preview. So if you don't know, in the AFC West is the Los Angeles Chargers, the Kansas City Chiefs, the Denver Broncos, and the Oakland Raiders. Mm -hmm. What we do in these um, divisional previews is we look at the key additions and departures. We look at their offensive and defensive ranks among the NFL, and we kind of put a question out there or put a take on each of these teams, you know, kind of our thoughts. And we're going to be doing a kind of like a ranking of who's going to win the division. Yeah, at the end. So, like, why don't we first start with the Chargers key additions and, uh, like, departures? Go ahead. So, um, the Chargers this offseason brought in Thomas Davis, um, Tyrod Taylor, and Jerry Tillery, who was their draft pick. Um, and they ended up losing Tyrell Williams, Jason Verrett, and Darius Phylon. Yeah, so I mean, I don't think they really had anything splashy as far as like their offseason moves. Mm -mm. But I mean, they did kind of address some needs, right? They did need a little bit of linebacker help. They did need some defensive interior, and they got a good backup quarterback in case anything does happen to Phillip Rivers. Mm -hmm. Granted, Tyrod Taylor doesn't play in the same same level as Phillip Rivers. And then their departures wasn't really anything serious. Like Phylon's really not a big name. Verrett was constantly hurt. And then Tyrell Williams, they've already got two other good receivers on the outside anyways. Yeah, they have so much depth at receiver. I mean, I don't I mean, it's nice to have the depth, but they've got a good young guy in like Artavis Scott and Jarvis Benjamin. He's he's pretty serviceable as a receiver in his own right. Like you said, Jason Verrett's always hurt and Darius Phylon. I mean, I think they got better with Jerry Tillery. Yeah, of course. So if you do look at their ranks, offensively, they were 11th, and defensively, they were 9th. So they are another one of those teams that was really close to pretty much being elite in both categories. I think they're one of the best teams like all around in the NFL. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I was, I was going to actually say that myself. Um, that's why I think that, you know, like, I wouldn't say that they, like, lost any, like, key pieces, but I also thought that they pushed themselves up a little bit better. Yeah. For sure. I think that, you know, that big loss in New England in the uh, playoffs was definitely an issue, but I think that maybe they'll come back better. Yeah, so I agree with you. Now let's move on to the Kansas City Chiefs. Who did they add and who left? Um, so their key additions this offseason were Bashad Breland, Tyron Matthew, Frank Clark, and Carlos Hyde. And they lost a couple of guys who have been there who have been like lifetime Chiefs players, Justin Houston, Eric Berry, and Dee Ford. Yeah. So, I mean, when I'm looking at this, I feel like they lost leadership, at yeah. least on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Even when Eric Berry wasn't playing, he was very much a leader of that defense, mm -hmm. let alone the team. They lost a pass rusher in D Ford who had a breakout season. So it's yet to be seen what happens there. And then Justin Houston was pretty consistent in his like defensive numbers, sacks, tackles, those kinds of things. Now, looking at their additions, you know, they're starting to get better because they added a pass rusher in Frank Clark. They got better in their secondary, I think. I mean, Eric Berry wasn't playing. Tyron Matthews, one of the best, and he can play. Mm -hmm. And then Carlos Hyde, obviously, he's not going to fill that void of Kareem Hunt, but they will kind of be a running back by committee, I believe. Yeah, I think when you look at what they did this offseason, it's pretty clear that they were trying to make a push for youth because they know they have a good quarterback in Mahomes and they want to be able to sustain success. Yeah. And if you look at it, their offensive rank was first because they had one of the most explosive offenses in the league and defensively 31st. So they were almost dead last 
kind of makes sense. You know, you're going to give up yards when you kind of have like leads and can score quickly because teams are going to yeah. try and pass to try and catch up. Mm-hmm. And this was a team that was literally tied for first in sacks. So they were getting after the quarterback with Justin Houston, D Fort and Chris Jones, who's kind of holding out right now. Um, but I, I think that they're going to, they, they have to improve defensively. Like, I don't think they will be that far ahead this year where their defense will suffer. Yeah, plus they did, you know, they got a new defensive coordinator. I believe they brought in Steve Spagnola. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. They're going to more of a 4-3 than a 3-4 base, I believe. Mm-hmm. So now let's go ahead and move on to the Denver Broncos. Yeah, so the Broncos this offseason, they brought in Jawan James, Bryce Callahan, Joe Flacco, and Kareem Jackson. And uh, they lost Bradley Roby, Case Keenum, and Matt Paradis. So here, I mean... I kind of like their moves. Yeah. Because Kareem Jackson's probably going to play more of a safety role, I believe, right? Or is, um, do you think he's going to play I, corner? It's possible. I think he has the flexibility to. Okay. Then they got a nice bookend tackle for Jawan James, and then they have Garrett Bowles on the other side already. Mm-hmm. Bryce Callahan's a really good slot corner. I think he was the best last year yeah. in Chicago, and he's coming to play under Vic Fangio again. Um, and then Joe Flacco, they kind of have a revolving door of veteran quarterbacks there in Denver, but it does kind of work out for them. Their departures, I don't think, you know, was really that bad. Obviously, it sucks when you lose a really good center like Matt Paradis yeah. because, you know, they he kind of calls protections. Then Roby, he can kind of be replaced by Kareem Jackson or Bryce Callahan. And Case Keenum, obviously replaced by Joe Flacco, who can probably do it better than he can. Yeah, obviously Paradis, I, I consider him to be one of the better centers in the league. But they drafted a guy, Dalton Reisner, who I think is just flexible across the whole offensive line. And I yeah. think he'll come in day one and he'll just provide, um, you know, almost like a veteran presence. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And if you take a look at their ranks on offense, they were 19th and defense, they were 22nd. So they were below, you know, average as far as terms of the NFL, which would be about 16. So maybe they can improve upon that. They've got good pass rush. They got good guys in that secondary. I think where they need to kind of improve is their linebackers. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a big thing in the Vic Fangio defense is the linebacker play. So maybe he can just get those guys more prepared for game day offensively i think you'll kind of see them in that same uh ranking next year by the end of like this year because mm-hmm. joe flacco i think he's going to be able to produce but they really don't have too many offensive weapons and i think they're going to depend on that run game with philip Lindsay. yeah I, I think they have a couple of young guys like um Cortland sutton and i believe it's deshaun hamilton from penn state yeah um and obviously emmanuel sanders but he's going to be coming back off of injury um we'll see what they'll be able to do yeah absolutely um and now let's go ahead and move on to the last team in the division the oakland raiders soon to be the las vegas raiders yeah so i mean obviously they added antonio brown through trade trent brown tyrell williams and lamarcus joiner and then they lost john feliciano coletio semily and jared cook so i mean like when i take a look at this list i think that they added a top three wide receiver in the nfl Mm -hmm. they added a left tackle who really kind of had one good year in new england under one of the best offensive line coaches in in the best system in the league yeah so that's yet to kind of be seen like how trent brown continues to play but i think he did play pretty good at right tackle in san francisco like i know von miller had a lot of respect for trent brown yeah and like I mean, he invites he's, him he's his, massive yeah he invites know? him to his pass rushing camp which is odd because obviously he's an offensive lineman but he does Tyrell Williams, he's pretty much a big play kind of guy. 
big body receiver who can mm-hmm. go up and get the ball. And the Marcus Joyner, who used to play corner, then transitioned to safety. He's smaller, but he is able to get the job done there. Yeah. And then when you look at their key departures, obviously a couple offensive linemen. Assembly is probably one of the better left guards in the league. Mm-hmm. And then Jared Cook's probably one of the best tight ends in the league who was their main offensive weapon last year. Yeah, I mean, I think Assembly kind of hurts, but I think, you know, adding Trent Brown, they had to cut some costs somewhere else. And then Jared Cook, I mean, he's been pretty solid through most of his career, and then he kind of just had like a breakout season, you know, yeah. pretty late into his career. I think he's already like early to mid-30s. Yeah, I mean, and then not only that, but I like how the Raiders went and got um, the lineman out of Clemson, mm-hmm. Cleveland Farrell. Then they got the safety. Jonathan at- Abram out of Mississippi State. Yeah, and he's they- going to be a hard hitter. I think he's going to yeah. replace Carl Joseph, mm-hmm. if not soon. Well, I think soon, actually, he's going to. And then they got Josh Jacobs, who's going to replace Marshawn Lynch there as, like, the leading tailback in Oakland. Yeah. And then when you look at their ranks, offensively 23rd and defensively 26th, so not very good. Who knows if they can really improve? I think they might be able to. It just kind of really depends on can Derek Carr lead the offense and put points up on the board to kind of take pressure off of the defense. Yeah, I mean, I still have a couple of questions on defense. Um, they just really don't have many players there. Yeah, they don't really have a They're not rush. very fast. You know, like, I, I feel like even, like, adding perfect, like, that's just, like, going to be another headache, you yeah. know, on yeah. defense. But it will be interesting to see them on HBO's Hard Knocks. Yeah. Um, and now let's go ahead and circle back to the top and kind of give our, like, question slash take on the Chargers. Yeah, so the Chargers, um, is it can Hunter Henry come back from injury and be a top late tight end? And then how will the additions of Nasir Adderley and Jerry Tillery add to the defense? For sure. I mean, I think Hunter Henry was a much needed missing piece uh, mm-hmm. from last year, a target over the center of the field. Antonio Gates is just older and can't run the way he used to. Nasir Adderley, a very rangy safety. Him and Derwin might be the best safety combo in the league for the next 10 or 15 years. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then, once again, Jerry Tillery was a much-needed addition in the interior of the defensive line where they really didn't have many big bodies. A lot of people think Tillery could be the next Chris Jones. So to pair that up with Joey Bosa and Melvin Ingram could be pretty really crazy. crazy. Yeah. Next, let's go ahead and look at the Kansas City Chiefs. And right there, what we got is what is going on with the Tyreek Hill situation? Is he going to be able to come back? And will the changes on the defense improve the unit, make them a much more viable defense Mm -hmm. where they're not giving up as many yards and they can keep protecting those leads so that Patrick Mahomes can go out there and throw darts? Yeah, I I don't know exactly what's going to happen with Tyreek Hill. I mean, my gut says that he's probably not going to get banned from the league, but he's going to get some kind of suspension. I could see a team suspension because they did say that the case was kind of like dropped or the charges were dropped. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. And then I think the defense will improve. I mean, they're 31st. I mean, they did really good getting after the quarterback, but they probably need to get their hands on more balls. And the linebackers definitely need to step up because, I mean, they have Anthony Hitchens, but you don't really hear much about the linebacking. Yeah, well, they did. They did also sign Damian Wilson, I think, from the Cowboys. Okay. So that should help them out. But they also do have Tyron Matthew, who is a turnover machine. He's really done it anywhere he's gone at LSU, Arizona, Houston, and now in Kansas City. So even those extra one or two turnovers in the season can be very critical for the Kansas City Chiefs. Right. Maybe not even during the regular season, during the postseason. Right. And then let's go ahead and move to the Broncos. 
Can uh, Joe Flacco have a late career renaissance in Denver? And what will the defense look like under Vic Fangio? Yeah, I mean, Flacco, obviously, we know he can get the job done. He won a Super Bowl in Baltimore, but they really haven't had much success since then as far as in playoffs. And what will the defense look under Vic Fangio? I think it should become a little bit more elite. Get back to that. Get after the quarterback and try and force turnovers. Yeah. And I think that Vic Fangio usually has a pretty sound game plan going into game day. Mm-hmm. I mean, he locked up some pretty elite teams last year. The yeah. Bears did. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's just I don't know if they quite have just the right amount of pieces that they need. You know, yeah. I think they could use another middle linebacker because they lost Brandon Marshall. Um, and like I they think, have Vaughn, they have Bradley Chubb, and then their secondary is pretty like loaded. I think that they just need a very solid option across from Chris Harris. Yeah. I mean, like we said, they brought in Kareem Jackson and they brought in Bryce Callahan. Interesting to see what happens there. And then with the Raiders, with all the veteran additions and abundance of draft picks, can the Raiders improve on both sides of the ball? Um, I mean, I think they'll move up at least closer to the middle of the pack. I don't think they'll be at the very bottom of the league. I mean, with Antonio Brown, you know, coming, it's hard not to see that team improving somewhat, at least on offense. And then LaMarcus Joyner and Cleveland Farrell on defense, that should definitely help. Yeah. and Well, the main thing is, is like, I just feel like there could be a lot of drama in Oakland that could lead Mm -hmm. to like poor play and like a string of losses in a row. I I just really don't know if this John Gruden experiment's really it. I don't know if Derek Carr's the guy. And then you have a guy who really demands a lot of attention, Antonio Brown there. You've got guys like Incognito and Vontez Burfict who, you know, are mean, nasty guys. Like, is the offense and defense going to get into it? You know, who knows what's going to happen. But, yeah, I mean, I think that is a very good recap and kind of a preview of what's going to happen this year in the AFC West. We appreciate the Sports Addicts for listening to this podcast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We will see you guys in the NFC East uh, podcast next. Thanks for listening.